EWR Talk Network is not just another talk radio network. We are the champion for important causes and issues like financial literacy. That is why so many people listen to the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show. Lionel is a seasoned veteran in the finance industry, but more importantly, Lionel cares about people. He shares his vast knowledge of the finance world in a personal way that goes beyond dollars and cents with advice that makes sense. So let Lionel help you get your finances in order or avoid costly errors in judgment that may be devastating to you and your family. Listen to the Lionel Shipman Check Your Finances show every Tuesday exclusively on the CWR Talk Network at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, 7.30 p.m. Central. And hello and welcome to the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show here on the CWR Talk Network. And I am your host, Lionel Shipman. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. I want to give a huge shout out, a huge thank you to all my regular listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in as usual. And thank you so much for all my new listeners. Thank you for taking the time out to listen to us. And hopefully you will become a regular listener of this show going forward. Uh, I just have to say it. I I had a fantastic day today. And I just realized this morning, this day, September the 17th, 2019, this is my second year anniversary hosting this show. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm so excited. Uh, It doesn't feel like it's been two years, but it's been two years. And I have to say thank you so much for uh, supporting, for encouraging, for listening in and following. I really appreciate all of you uh, for uh, this opportunity. I want to thank the CWR Talk Network for this platform to be able to do the show as well. So thank you so much again. I'm so excited. This you know, my two-year anniversary. You know, it came around so fast, but I didn't even realize it until today that today is the actual anniversary day. So happy anniversary to my show. Uh, so just to let you know, all my new listeners, my radio show is a financial and life empowerment show focusing in on improving your financial outlooks. But it doesn't stop there. I'm here to give you some life lessons That means educating you in the other important areas of life, mind, body, and spirit, to help you live life to the fullest. So in a nutshell, I am here to help you. So tonight we have another fantastic show. Last week, we started a, I guess, a two-week series called Relationships and Money. So tonight is part two of that particular segment. So you make sure you want to stay tuned in. Uh, we have a, uh, my fantastic guest, Ms. Natasha, is back here in the house again. And we're, we're just going to continue our discussion on uh, the topic that we hit last week, well, some of the discussion points we hit last week. And we got a couple of new points that we're going to hit uh, tonight. So please stay tuned for that segment. Now, you can call in with your questions or your comments at 917 917- Eight eight nine eight zero seven eight. That number again is nine one seven eight eight nine eight zero seven eight. You can have if you have any questions or comments about it. What we're talking about tonight would be the perfect opportunity to get those answered or to just give your comments. 
Now, if you uh, don't know or don't realize, you can hear all of the past episodes of the show. We have many different platforms where you can actually tune in and hear uh, uh, all of the past shows that we've done here on the Shape Your Finances show. You can first go to my website at shipmanconsulting.com and click on the banner. And it will take you over to the page that I have just designed, designated strictly for the show. And you can see the gallery of all the past guests that I've had on the show, as well as a listing of all the different topics that we've talked about for these last two years. The topics range, I mean, from credit card to debt to college to business, retirement, you name it, we've had it here on the show. So I would ask that you would go back and, and, and take an opportunity to listen to all of the past episodes. But you can also catch the shows on Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iTunes, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. So there's many different platforms that you can listen in on all the past shows. So I'd encourage you to do that. Now, I, want, I made the announcement of a couple of weeks ago that I am currently offering now one-on-one sessions with students. That's right. Financial coaching sessions for students is now available. Now, I've been doing it in the past, but I've kind of put it in a more uh, uh, concise uh, package where I'm able to talk about and go over the topics of budgeting, understanding debt, understanding credit, managing a credit uh, a checking account, and being money conscious. So if you go to my website, just shoot me off an email and I can give you more details on that. Or if you just want to go ahead and schedule a session for you, your students, or your children. In addition to that, because we're talking about the topic of relationships and money, I do want to make mention of my book. I wrote a book a couple of years ago called Sacred Vows, The Not or Not. It is a relationship communication book focusing in on four different areas, family, finances, lifestyle, and sex and intimacy. You can get it on Amazon, or you can request an autographed copy at my website at shipmentconsulting.com. Now, it touches on some of the discussions point that we talked about last week, and surely for this, some of the topics that we're going to talk about tonight. So uh, get your copy. Now, let's get ready to go into tonight's uh, part two of our relationship and money uh, segment. I'm going to have to do an abbreviated uh, version of Natasha's bio because I want to get into our discussion. Now, Natasha is living proof that you can work to establish a healthy relationship despite of generations of dysfunction within family ties. She also understands the challenges that come with balancing roles as a wife, parent, and a business person. Natasha Oates connected her passion for healthy relationships and work-life balance with educating, excuse me, with education by getting a master's degree in mental health counseling. She's a licensed professional counselor. She has helped and worked with many couples and professionals in private practice, EAP, and conferences. She supports families. She can't get my words out tonight. She supports families <laughs> locally in the Uptown Charlotte, North Carolina, and virtually online at the Up Company. Her purpose of ending unhealthy family legacy is a reflection of what she continues to do in her own marriage. She is happily married to her husband of 12 years, 
and they are proud parents. Let's welcome to the show once again, Miss Natasha Oates. Hello, Natasha. How are you tonight? Hi, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Glad to be here on your two-year anniversary. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And it's so good to have you here tonight on my two-year anniversary. Thank you. Absolutely. Good, good. Well, we got another fantastic uh, night of talking about relationship and money, so... uh, I think we'll just go ahead and kind of get started there. I'm excited to to dig in. Good. Thank you. Now, last week we touched on, you shared your personal money story last week. I won't, we won't go in full detail with that tonight. I would just encourage everybody to go back and listen to part one. Uh, We also talked about your personal story of how you became, you and your husband became a debt-free family. And we also talked about- yeah, we also talked about some of the challenges uh, uh, of trying to get couples on the same page financially. So we covered a lot of ground on last week. Now, will you kind of get, give us a just a, a a recap of of those any any one of those areas? Anything that you want to share that we touched on last week before we go with our topics uh, uh, tonight? Absolutely, absolutely. I think. Um, being able to sit down and look at the numbers and really know where you are with your debt, how much you're spending in different categories of expenses is so eye-opening, but also seeing when you're intentional about paying those down and really pushing it forward with goals that you and your spouse come up with. um, It's such a powerful vehicle money and being on the same page. So it's so important to know your numbers, to have those meetings where you're looking at the expenses and talking about your goals as a family with one another versus waiting um, until a crisis hits or until you realize, oh, no, we're so far beyond what I thought we would be with our savings or our college fund or what have you. You want to be proactive um, and you absolutely have to start with good communication. Which leads me off to my first question then, seeing that you use that Mm -hmm. C word, communication. Now, tell me, yeah, tell me, Natasha, why is communication important in a relationship and with your finances? Oh, that's good. You know, Communication is one of those words you hear often that we we need to perfect when you are married, when you're in a relationship, but it literally is allowing yourself to put your guard down. Oftentimes we're trained to have a mask on to just accomplish our day-to-day tasks and not let anybody in, but we need to let our spouses in. They need to know when we're upset or stressed about money or different issues, they need to know when our love tank is getting on low, meaning we don't feel it's connected or valued or appreciated. They need to have a roadmap from us as far as what are the things that will help, um, help you feel connected, help you feel appreciated. Those specifics have to come from us. It is not their responsibility to get. And this is the case with finances also. Um, We have to communicate what we would like to do as a couple, what kind of goals we have in mind, what what are our stressing 
stressors pertaining to money, even pertaining to the conversations. This is all really important. Yeah, you know, it's, it, I love that question myself. Uh, uh, why is communication important? I, I use my wife and I use, well, I use our relationship. Uh, when we first got started in our marriage, I was rather reserved and quiet. You know, uh, for most of the people that know me, they know that I am not a quiet and not a shy person. But uh, coming into a relationship, uh, especially when there was a problem, I just rather just mm-hmm. go silent in hopes that the problem would just go away or just so my wife can be quiet. And that was not the way to do things. And surely when it comes to finances, I cannot take a silent role, especially when it involves our money and our life. So communication Mm -hmm. is very, very important. You know, you, you said a whole lot of things there, getting to know each other. Finding out, you know, what makes me uh, tick or what what causes me to shut down and why am I shutting down? Those are vital things in a relationship because I I look at it, we have to have a safe zone with our spouses. We have to. Oh, yeah. That means, yeah, we got to be able to discuss any and everything. You brought up such a profound um event that occurs in so many couples. So when our stress level is high and you can imagine when we're sitting at the dinner table and we're looking at these debts and we're looking at these goals that we're not near hitting Mm -hmm. (laughs) and we're thinking about how we can be so different in how we spend and view money than our partners, our stress can easily skyrocket during these conversations. So one thing that I help couples to identify is what what do you typically do when your stress rises? Do you take that break and say, you know what, I'm here with you, I want to work through this, but I just need a minute to kind of collect my thoughts, to kind of get back to a baseline, and then we can continue on maybe later on that night, maybe the next day. Or do you just push through and end up showing up as what what I like to call the the elephant in the room or the hailstorm? Elephant in the room is I don't want to deal with that. That's too much. Mm-hmm. I'm just shutting down. I'm walking out the room. Um, hailstorm is more of when they feel stressed, when, when they're feeling concerned about something, they got to deal with it right now. And there's this just great pressure. No, we got to deal with it right now and it's so intense, and it's so uncomfortable for your partner, you have to know how you show up during high stress, and you have to be able to say, you know what, this is not the time for us to have this conversation. I I need kind of a breather break, and then we can come back later on, maybe tonight, and and revisit this. And, you know, if more couples would do that, and like I said, I can speak from experience because, I didn't always do that. Sheila and I did not always do that. We would just get there and we just bump heads, bump heads, bump heads, talk, 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 and the level would rise up and, and just more stress, mm-hmm. more tension. But when we learn to take a break, take a breather, mm-hmm. step mm-hmm. back, you know, give us some time or establish another time to go back into that discussion. And then it, it you don't have to cover everything 
all at one time. You can actually do it in steps. You don't have to just do right. everything all at once. And uh, I think that if people would, couples would learn that. You don't have to eat the elephant all at one time. Uh, take yeah. small bites along the way, mm-hmm. and then hopefully that will help, help hopefully solve or remedy some of the issues, especially around finances. Oh, that that was so well said. So well said. I get a lot of folks who feel like, wait, take a break, take a breather. I'm not letting him or her off the hook. We need to discuss mm-hmm. this. We need to get down to the bottom of this. This is an urgent matter. We we forget that we need to have a sense of compassion for our partner. We need to know what is it like for them to have these conversations. Uh, is this extremely uncomfortable for them? You know, mm-hmm. is this something that's new for them? Maybe in their families that they weren't as open about talking about money. They, you know, I don't know, but we, we really need to have that sense of compassion and allow um, with whatever our partner needs to be supported to give that to them. Yeah, which, which leads me to another thought. You had said it earlier mm-hmm. about how, uh, how we manage money or, or, or where did it stem from? How, you know, our upbringing and our understanding of money when we were kids and how our parents maybe operated and used money or the other influential people in our lives, how they used uh, money and how we took upon that role. And when we became adults, that was our understanding of how we should operate with money in a relationship. Can you kind of share some thoughts around that, how our upbringing uh, could affect our current relationship? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, the the thought that came to my mind is that phrase, rob Peter to pay Paul. You know, some some of us have really seen (laughs) that's the best financial practices. Really things and (laughs) really, really uh, ways of being out of survival. Um, And sometimes we can get stuck in keeping those more survival tactics versus going past surviving and thriving. Um, mm-hmm. So being aware of, you know, some of the habits that, you know, my parents and family picked up, what, what were the positive ones, the good ones that can help me and help our family? What are the ones that I need to shift? Um, that's really important to do. Yeah. No, cause that, that mentality, which I've dealt with this. I had a, um, I was actually on the radio show uh, with uh, actually with one of my fraternity brothers uh, up in the Baltimore area, and uh, and hello, brother Mark, if you're listening in, brother Mark Medley, um, he had asked we we were talking along those lines uh, regarding you know the the male ego of of knowing how to operate and use money, you know we mm-hmm. we got that from our maybe even from our fathers that had a limited mm-hmm. understanding of how to manage money. But when we became a man, we said, look, my dad did it, so I, I'm doing it. But if you don't know how, if you've never been taught, you really can't, you know, put forth good money skills if you've never been taught. So it's, it's right. important to, to figure out where you are on that spectrum, you know, of expertise. And and don't feel ashamed if you don't know how to do something. Mm-hmm. You just don't know how to do it. But always seek help to learn how to do it. 
Wow, that's great. That's great. Because oftentimes, instead of admitting, wow, I really need help in this area, there's so much more for me to learn, um, we tend to shrink down and try to conceal it versus just reaching out and seeking seeking that support. And, you know, I find, I, I can imagine, especially for the husbands, where for a lot of families, the role of the husband is to be the provider and to take care of the finances. But if that doesn't come natural, if, if, if the husband isn't maybe the most organized out of the couple, um, the most uh, great with remembering to pay all the bills on time, like really good with that, it can, it can take a toll on how that husband views himself. Um, and even how, how mm -hmm. maybe even the wife is, viewing him. So really being honest about, hey, you know what? Let me let me fill in some gaps. <laughs> let me get this support that I need. And you know what? Well maybe my wife is better at being organized. So let me let me kind of tag team in some areas and let's work together instead of having the pressure all on that one person who may not be natural at some of these skill sets. You know what? I got a perfect story regarding Natasha. Uh, years okay. ago, uh, years ago, I was a, a manager at a at a branch uh, bank some years ago, and I had a uh, elderly customer. Uh, unfortunately, uh, the, the husband husband wife they've been married for probably sixty some odd, fifty sixty some odd years, and suddenly the husband passed, and oh, he was the primary you know, uh, uh, support of the family of the marriage and he handled all of the finances of the, uh, of the household. Wow. So mm -hmm. I remember when uh, the lady uh, came into the branch office and she shared with us that her husband had passed and she had no idea of what to do. She didn't know about, she knew that he had banking, banking accounts. She didn't know how to access them. She didn't have a debit card. She didn't have the checkbook. She didn't have anything mm. other than she was just listed on the accounts. So here it is. Uh -huh. We had to just take some time to just show her and teach her how to manage her checkbook, how to write checks. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it was like almost like starting from scratch. But because wow. her husband had done all this over the course of their marriage, and you no, know, she was well taken care of. But, but mm -hmm. that's something, that's a good lesson for all of us. It is important mm -hmm. in a relationship that both parties know and understand what's going on financially for the relationship. And what I always recommend, each person, husband and wife, you need to have a role and a responsibility in the marriage regarding finances. For instance, real quickly, mm -hmm. my wife and I, my wife takes care of writing the checks to make sure that all the bills are paid on a month-by-month -month basis. My job is to ensure that I overlook and make sure that we have money set up for retirement and, and make sure that mm -hmm. we're cash flowing uh, the way we should and to make sure that all of the statements of all the bills, that they are correct. So we both have a role and responsibility in this whole financial picture. And that's something that I've recommended to couples and I do recommend it even tonight. 
uh, to have roles and responsibilities set up in your relationship. Yeah, yeah. Because what, how, how, I can only imagine how vulnerable um, the woman that came in to see you felt. Um, she, she had to have a lot of courage to admit, you know, I am completely lost on this because my husband took care of everything. Maybe I don't even know how to pay the bills or how many bills are out there floating around or what kind of debt is there. So I love that you're saying, hey, make sure you guys are on the same page and you at least have some type of role in what's going on. I love that. Yeah, yeah. All right. I got a quick another question. It just kind of stemmed off of uh, a part of the discussion points that we hit last week. Uh, now, we hit on uh, very briefly about uh, some common problems uh, that, that occur in a marriage regarding finances. But I had one question that came to mind uh, this afternoon. Uh, have you dealt with couples? Uh, I say an issue with couples. When one person is making more money than the other, mm. have you come yeah. across anything? <laughs> Absolutely, Absolutely. You know that we 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 discussed communication earlier and how important that is, but the communication that's needed sometimes we don't want to have it. I mean, if if your if your spouse is making more than you, and it makes you feel insecure and questioning if you're doing enough and questioning if they need you, that is very difficult to come to terms with within yourself, and it can be very difficult to express. Mm-hmm. But it's important mm-hmm. to be honest about what's going on. But yes, that absolutely happens. Absolutely oh, wow. happens. Because we tend to we 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 tend to tie our value and our identity based off of what we do and how much we make. Say that again, please. <laughs> please say that again. In error, in error, we tend to tie our identity and what we do with our value with with mm. our identity with what we do and with how much we make. We tend to tie our value in error. And it it will have an impact in your relationship when that's going on. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, you know something that um you know part of the sometimes the financial issues or problems that couples have. Uh I know Something that my wife and I do, we have a we have an established spending limit or spending allowance. I mean, people Mm -hmm. laugh at me when I tell them when I tell them about I I have an allowance. I uh, we give each other an allowance. You know, it's sometimes hey, it's sometimes unfair because Sheila has a bigger allowance than me. But uh, uh I can't wait till I get off. I can't wait till I get off this show. She's gonna let me have it by saying that. But uh, I'm gonna share your concerns and communicate. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You know, but I, I think it's so important that because sometimes it's things like that that can eliminate uh, future problems if we establish some guidelines of of what we 
uh, can do or should do as a couple. And I think pe- mm-hmm. couples don't do that often. They just run with whatever they think without uh, uh, t- discussing it with their with their spouse. Right, right. Uh, it's it's more. I think I think people are more reactionary when something goes wrong <laughs> versus being more uh, proactive of what you're talking about. Absolutely. Yeah, cool. Well, hold on a minute. We're going to take a quick break. There's a good stopping point right there. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to continue our discussions uh, on relationships and money. So please stay tuned. We'll be right back after this quick break. I remember a real sense of community. People just were taking care of each other. Everybody was pitching in. It was an extraordinary moment of connectedness. I remember the ashes coming down from the sky just like um, snow. People were calling me and telling me to turn on the television. I remember in a boot camp not knowing what was going to happen. I remember people reaching out. Sharing food, sharing thoughts, sharing their time, their talent. It wasn't just a New York thing. It was our family that's kind of been hurt. We just all banded together. It didn't matter who you are or what you came from. You just wanted to do something. That's what I remember. On this September 11th, I will remember by giving blood at a blood bank. I will raise awareness for our disabled veterans. I will go to a policeman or a fireman and say thank you. I will be a better neighbor. I will volunteer at the rec center. I will volunteer at my church. I will help somebody build a house. I will find a way to help someone become more literate. Help children with autism. Donate clothes. Kiss my wife. Do my toys. Plant a tree. Send care packages to troops overseas. I will. I will. I will. I will always remember. If we share our love and our time, we can make a difference. What will you do this September 11th? Welcome back to the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show with your host, Lionel Shipman, on the CWR Talk Network. All right, if you just joined us, uh, we are continuing our discussion tonight with Miss Natasha Oates uh, on the Relationships and Money segment. And Natasha, I got a quick question to ask you. Seeing that mm-hmm. we have some uh, generations of people now, uh, kind of give some thought or give some comments uh, regarding this question. Uh, is there a difference with millennials and older married couples when it involves money issues? That's a great question. Great question. I think similar to what we were discussing before, those traditional roles, we're seeing that much more with um, older, the older generations versus the millennials, um, where the, the husband is more in charge of the bills, the expenses, the money, where it goes. Um, and oftentimes, you know, the wife isn't really abreast to where are things financially, where are things as far as the savings and um, so that's one particular difference that we're seeing now with between the older generation and millennials specifically. Yeah. Now, I, I, I think about uh, your personal story when you may mention last week with you and your husband mm-hmm. uh, with becoming a debt-free family. I know that took a lot 
for both of you to accomplish that. And, you know, unlike, you know, maybe some of the older couples that did not discuss or did not uh, operate uh, together like that, I know that 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 is a clear example of the difference between millennials uh, in today's time versus an older generation around money. Sure, absolutely. Um, there was <laughs> there was no way that we could have accomplished what we did um, except by us continuing to come together and being really specific about the goals that we had in mind and meeting. We were meeting um, twice a month, looking at each column, looking at where are we. Okay, we went we went a little over here. Okay, let's let's reel it back in another column. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but also, you know, just as I mentioned earlier, all of that emotional work has to happen too. Um, I can speak personally and, and say, yeah, I was definitely, you know, elephant in the room. Stress level gets too much. I can't handle it. I, you know, being honest about, oh, this is, this is stressing me. I'm stressed. <laughs> I'm having some, I'm having some concerns here and just working through that. And, you know, you got to be candid with your spouse. They're there to support you. You're supposed to work through things together in a compassionate way um, and yeah. as a team. So not only are you know does it entail looking at the numbers, but it also entails being so much more revealing about where you are emotionally as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I think about me and my wife, we, 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 we have dealt with the emotions of money and, you know, with me having the financial background, my wife has taught me so much uh, from just many other different perspectives of money, you know, the compassionate side of money. Uh, I've always been mm-hmm. of a, the mindset of, of giving to people, but I really have, I've learned a whole lot and I do a lot more now because of her in the area of giving, you know, being able to give my treasure to someone else. That's just, uh, just another difference that I'm, I'm seeing now with more so with, with the generation that we're in now, there are a lot more. Mm-hmm. I, I see people doing a lot more uh, now than I did some years ago, I would say. Uh, I, at least I know that I've definitely seen that uh, as a big difference between millennials and any other generation and all. Absolutely. There's, there's this, um, this drive by purpose and connection in millennials. And and I love that you mentioned that. So that's going to show up in the finances as well of how they want, you know, possibly want to spend their money. So one of the, one of the things that's important to look at is um, not being judgmental of your partner who has a different spending style than you do. Um, I know some couples, there's there's an age difference. So you might be, not in the category of a millennial, but be married to one. <laughs> True. That's right. You're right. <laughs> you, you may be married to one. So there's, there is value and um, there is, it is really helpful when you are with someone who is different than you are. So if one is much more of a giver or much more of a spender, that helps the relationship so that you're not, and working hard and not enjoying the fruit of your labor. You're not 
you know, hoarding all of this money yes. and not helping and <laughs> building up your community. And then the other spectrum of that is we're not just spending freely and, and you know, going to lose the house next year. You know, we're going to, you know, be intentional about, you know, the legacy and, and what kind of stability we want in mind. So both both elements are really, really important and key. Perfect, perfect. Well, our time is spent. Natasha, I have to say, I have thoroughly enjoyed talking to you uh, last weekend tonight on this topic. Yes, yes, me as well. Yeah, we, we're going to have to do this again. I'm, I might have to just have a special segment that I do every, every year uh, and bring you in, if you don't mind. I would love that. Oh, perfect, perfect. Well, great, well, great. Well, Natasha, thank you again so much for being a guest during this Relationships and Money uh, topic last week and tonight, like I said, part one, part two tonight. And I hope all of you who are listening in, I hope that you were taking good notes. But even if you didn't take notes, you can always go back and listen to the replay of this uh, last week's segment as well as tonight's segment. Now, before we uh, wind down, Natasha, will you please give us your contact information, website, uh, social media, anything like that, just in case if any of the listeners would like to get in contact with you? Absolutely. We'd love to hear from the listeners. Hopefully there was something that was said that touched you. Um, I'm definitely available for counseling services as well as keynote services, so you can feel free to visit my website at www.natashaoats.com. Um, you can also follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Natasha Inspires, and it's um, under my name, Natasha Oates. So we'd love to connect with everyone. Cool. All right. Uh, any last word or thought before we close out? I do. Just just um, some food for thought in moving forward in your relationship. Be intentional about looking for compromises instead of proving how right you are. Wow. That's a whole other topic right there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. I got I gotta I gotta put that down. Now see and that see I I thought I was finished writing. Now you got me I gotta write that down. <laughs> But in terms of relationships and communication, there's an endless well. <laughs> oh, my. Okay. All right. Okay. I got it down. Well, Natasha, okay. thank you again. Thank you again for being a guest here on the show. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Well, that's a wrap, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances Show. You can catch my show every Tuesday night at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And if you've missed any of the past shows, you can catch the shows on my website at shipmentconsulting.com or you can catch, catch it on, on your favorite platforms, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, and iHeartRadio. And if you haven't touched base with me on social media, I would encourage you to do so. You can catch me on Facebook. Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and I also have a YouTube channel. Well, that's all that we have here for tonight. 
But before we close out, I want you to remember these words regarding your money and your life. Give cheerfully, spend carefully, and invest wisely. We will talk with you next week. Now let's go out with a little little smooth jazz music. Catch out this tune from Mr. Marion Meadows. Take care, everyone.